Today, Brett Hall with us again, and we're going to take a look at what you need to think about if you're going to think about starting a small business in the new year. Plenty of finance things involved in that. We'll also have our market update with Henry Jennings and currencies and commodities and a couple of other things as well. Thursday, finance and Brett Hall. Interest rates, well, what happened? I know it was the week before this last Tuesday, so it's a yep. week and a bit away. Yes, that's, yeah, that's right. So uh, interest rates were left on hold earlier this month, but this week the uh, the minutes of the board meeting were, were released and uh, what that indicated was that the uh, the board were actually closer than uh, than people expected or the market and economists expected um, to actually passing on another rate reduction. So um, that came as a, a bit of a surprise when that when that came out this week. Um, so yeah, it was some interesting commentary, which we'll touch on maybe a little bit later in the program when we're talking to Henry. Yes, excellent. Well, what about um, currencies and commodities? How are we going yes. generally speaking? Yes. So uh, start off with some commodities. So gold and copper both up one uh, percent on on last week, and so gold's trading at two thousand one hundred fifty eight dollars an ounce, and copper at eight thousand five hundred seventy seven dollars a ton. Into currencies, uh, the US dollar is trading uh, today at uh, 68, just over 68 cents, uh, the pound at 52 pence, and a New Zealand dollar at a dollar and six, uh, which is down on last week. The, uh, Not the much, industries... though, is it? They're all sort of fairly well. They've been the same for weeks, it seems. <laughs> yes, that's right, they are. Generally, <laughs> week to week, yeah. it, uh, it's yeah. only small movements. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, world indices. Yes. Um, so, in Australia, the ordinaries are today 6,828. Uh, which is uh, down on on yesterday, um, and that's sort of been uh, by the banks. So we'll we'll touch on that also shortly. Um, the S and P five hundred in the US is three thousand one hundred eight, and the Hang Seng twenty six thousand eight hundred eighty nine, which is up two percent on last week. Some stock prices. Uh, a couple of the favourite ones we like to follow. So BHP is at thirty seven dollars and twenty four, uh, up one percent on last week, just over one point one percent. Uh, the Commonwealth Bank at $79.60, which is down. NLB Health Funds, NHF, at $6.64, down 3%. Um, Telstra is at $3.58. And then lastly, fuel prices. Yep. Um, so the unleaded uh, price in Newcastle, $1.41, and in Sydney, $1.34. A pretty big difference there. And both of those are down uh, quite a lot on last week. And diesel in Newcastle, $1.50, and Sydney, $1.46. Thursday Finance and Henry Jennings is joining us for our weekly market update. Brett Hall, let's talk about it. Yeah. Henry, thanks for joining us this week. Pleasure, Brett. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Excellent. So uh, just a moment ago, we touched on uh, the the release of the board minutes from uh, the November meeting of the uh, RBA. And uh, so the rates were left on hold, but... It was the decision to reduce was closer than than what the market had expected. Um, it was, and the market did take a little bit of um, comfort from that, and that mm. maybe the rate cuts aren't quite off the table. Um, but since then, other events have overtaken us. But um, certainly, um, you'd have to say the RBA does seem to be pushing on string at the moment because uh, the rate cuts they've already done have had absolutely no effect mm. on uh, consumer spending, retail spending. Or consumer confidence or business confidence, mm. um, all they have done is really stoke the, uh, the property market and uh, yeah. housing prices pushing back up again, which yep. is not the outcome that the RBA would like to see. No. It is quite the opposite. They would like to see increased consumer and 
Yep. So um, I, I'm still of the opinion they will remain on hold at, in December, uh, which is fast approaching, and then mm. we won't hear from them again until February unless things change. Yep. Um, and it's really up to um, the government and others to uh, try and instill some confidence, which we sadly lack at the moment. And cutting rates does tend to spook um, the cattle a little bit. So yep. people start to question why if rates are so um, low and the government keeps saying how good the economy is, something must be wrong here somewhere. Yeah, yeah, and I think some of the uh, key economists have been calling on the government to uh, increase their infrastructure spending because it it's a, potentially yeah. a, a more effective way of stimulating the economy. Well, I think, yeah. I mean, Scott Morrison came out and suggested that they were going to... Uh, um, bring forward around $4 billion worth of infrastructure spending. And to be honest, $4 billion is a, is, is a bypass. That's not really going to mm. um, do an awful do lot. Um, yep. You know, they're talking about $600 million for New South Wales regional roads. I mean, yep. whoopee-doo. I mean, come on, guys. I think the economy needs something more than that, a bit more leadership. And yep. uh, unfortunately, yep. we're not getting any. Yeah, because the tax cuts haven't really had a had an impact on, on economy either. I mean, it seems that people have no. been saving those or... Well, they were, I don't think they were anywhere near as good as everybody was led to believe it, to be honest. I mean, I know that uh, you know, from putting my own tax return in and even my daughter putting her tax return in, you know, I get two or $300 back. Yeah. You know, really? Is that is that going to be enough to stimulate the economy? You just That just goes off to paying your electricity bill for a, a week. Yep, yep. So, yeah, so after the, the market, um, I guess, took a bit of a... Um, an upward uh, trajectory after the the uh, interest rate um, announcement. It then sadly went the opposite way after the, the more recent announcements, such as Westpac, uh, what's yeah. been released. Well, we lost 90 points yesterday. We lost mm. down 70 points today, so that's 160 points. Mm. We were so close to banging on the door of that all-time high again at around 68.50, and now we're back down to 66.50. So uh, it's been a long way down. Westpac has been part of the problem, and it has dragged the banking sector down dramatically. And, of course, the banking sector is a big part of this market. Um, Westpac, um, it's, it, it's all over the news. There's, there's very few people that would have missed this, but uh, Austrac is, uh, um, is um, attacking them in a civil case, and the burden of proof in a civil case is somewhat lower. Um, and they are alleging 23, I think it's 23 million instances that should be of a concern, which is pretty good. So um, they are in all sorts of trouble. Westpac, the share price dropped um, over 3% yesterday. It's down another 2.6% today, mm. and it just dragged the whole banking sector down with it. Um, it's now um, below the... Um, share purchase plan price mm. that the company was raising on the 500 million from it's also well down below the um, the price that the institution has got their stock at uh, and we're looking really at close to yearly lows which were around 23.80 odd we're a dollar away from that at the moment so mm. um, it's not the only reason the market's down we have got some some less than optimistic news coming out of the US and China on term, in terms of the trade deal which um, was supposed to be signed on the 15th in Chile but got put back because of protests there and it's now the 21st and still no real update on where we are apart from uh, uh, apart from 
Hong Kong becoming more of an issue, mm. and the U.S. Um, and China looking as if they're moving further apart again, and maybe even next year um, is now the time frame for any kind of uh, phase one deal. It is Thursday finance as well. We're in the middle of our market update with Henry Jennings. Uh, do you, Brett Hall? Yes, Henry. So uh, while well, Virgin uh, is, I guess, having some troubles with it with its um, profits or lack thereof, Qantas have announced that. Uh, they're expecting operating margins to to increase over the the next couple of years, um, which which I guess indicates uh, most of the time it will you know, improved profitability. So Qantas are quite yeah. confident. Um, they are. They are also facing a potential Jetstar pilot strike at Christmas, mm. which wouldn't which wouldn't be so good. Um, the Qantas share price has done uh, pretty well, and Alan Joyce has done a, a pretty fantastic job. Really, mm. they are banging on the door of seven bucks again, even dropping three percent today. They're still up to uh, around seven bucks. They've been doing a lot of capital management issues and they clearly have been very good at cost cutting and have become the um, the dominant airline in that sort of sector of the market uh, in Australia. So um, not a bad performance, but um, I I guess there's still some issues surrounding uh, Qantas, but um, Mm -hmm. notwithstanding that, the buyback helps um, and capital management helps. Yep. And the, the leadership of Alan Joyce helps. So yep. uh, it's um, probably probably onwards and uh, upwards, if only by a, a slow grind. Yep, yep. Another one of our favourite uh, brands is uh, is Coles, and the the spin off from from West Farmers has been a positive move for shareholders. Yeah, I, I saw this this morning in the Fin Review. They were talking about the amount of value that's been created by um, by spinning off Coles from West Farmers and. Mm. and um, Woolies creating value as well, so it has been a really good exercise for shareholders. Coles has been um, one of the beneficiaries, I guess, of, of a move towards um, consumer staple stocks. We've seen not only um, West Farmers and Woolies do very well this year, but also Coles. These are, you know, these are boring, unexciting businesses in theory. Mm. Um, you know, and everyone keeps telling us that retail is slowing, retail is dead. But if, when you look around the charts. And the prices of retail stocks, and not just the consumer staples, but also the discretionary ones, the Harvey Normans, the JB Hive, Highs, the Premier Investments, all these sorts of things, they're all doing really, really well. Um, and it's, you know, it's not all doom and gloom out there in retail. And certainly, you know, Coles has done a fantastic job. And of course, it's this flight to, um, to quality, defensiveness, and, mm. and yield that is attracting punters to the West Farmers, the Woolies, and the coals of this world, but certainly mm-hmm. you know, they have done uh, extraordinarily well. West Farmers, Woolies, and um, and coals all sort of um, showing those those really good positive signs of movement this year. Yep. Now just moving on to the uh, private health insurers, which is probably <laughs> a, a bit of a uh, indication potentially of, of the economy. And um, Booper have uh, come out and asked for the for the government to um, increase the incentives for the sub-40-year-olds to remain in or take up private health insurance um, because mm. the, the rates, the, the participation rate is, is dropping away. Um, do you think that's an indication of you know people looking at their spending and seeing that potentially private health insurance doesn't represent at the current premiums as, as good value? Is that... Well, I think, it, I think we all know that current health, private health insurance doesn't, recommend, it doesn't really represent good value. It is massively expensive. Mm. Um, you know, it's... it's year now. Well, that's after tax dollars. Um, and uh, for most people, thankfully, they 
won't um, call on that because there's a there's a, a few people that will have significant health issues, and that's those are older Australians, and the younger people are supposedly uh, going to take it up in droves to um, to subsidise the older ones, and that's just not happened because you know it is just so expensive even for for young people, and what you get back um, mm. as, a, as a healthy person is so little, and uh, it's getting more and more complicated despite the government's attempts to make it into gold, silver, and bronze. Yeah. Um, that has been a complete um, whitewash really has got even more complicated I think yep. than anything else um, so it's, it's just become a really tough business you know, health costs are going up yep. um, they clearly want to pass on premiums to uh, to people and the higher the premiums go the more people drop out and reconsider because yep. at the end of the day our care system is really very very good yes. um, and, the, and the, the care you get um, as part of Medicare is um, is is exceptional compared to uh, elsewhere in the world, and um, we should be very thankful for that. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, private health insurance is kind of—they talk about the death spiral for the industry, and I have to say, I can't help but think they're absolutely right. It just. Yeah doesn't make any sense really yep and very quickly just uh, our last topic which is back to the banks again there's a story um, published by uh, online lending platform lendy um which has stated that the the margins have grown um with the small banks in relation to new customers as opposed to uh the loyal existing customers and the rates that they're being provided or offered are, are the divide is growing um, it is. It is. It's, I mean, I guess this is the loyalty tax, isn't it? If you're mm-hmm. with a, um, if you're with a provider for a long time, um, and, and it's also our own fault because we're apathetic about the whole thing and we don't switch between uh, who's offering the best deal because it is quite hard to do, yes. and you've got to jump through lots of hoops. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, is it worth all the aggravation and the going through all the proving of income, etc., and expenses yeah. um, to save fifty bucks a month? Um, Possibly not, but certainly yeah. um, there is a, you know, people do feel aggrieved. And it's not just the banks that do this. I had a 25-minute argument with someone from Vodafone once about why the, the uh, introductory offer was pretty much twice as good as the existing um, subscriber offer to a Vodafone phone. Yeah. And I've been a customer for 20 years. Yeah. It, it was kind of yeah, annoying, to say the least. But mm-hmm. banks have been getting away with this for a long time, and it's not just them. Other people have as well. So. Yeah. Uh, Lindy's spot on, but it is, you know, we can vote with our feet. Uh, and I did with Vodafone, but um, banking is a, is a somewhat different, different prospect. Beast. Yeah, yeah, it's just a lot more aggravation. And do you, can you really be bothered? I mean, there's probably more important things in life um, than trying to save that 30, 40, 50 bucks a month yeah. uh, on your home loan to go through all that aggravation. I don't know. Yep. It is for me anyway. All right, Henry. Well, thank you very, thank you very much again for uh, for coming on the program this week. And Henry Jennings, senior market commentator at Marcus Today, Thursday Finance, and Brett Hall. You might want to be starting a small business in the new year. Yeah. Are there some things we should be thinking about at the moment? <laughs> it's probably a topic we could talk about for a long period of time, but uh, we don't have that much time to go through. Not today. Not today. No, but. Um, yeah, but look, we do have some. Yeah. Yes. So yes. where should we start? Well, I think um, you know, obviously, from a from a finance perspective, um, you know, people go into into small business for all different types of reasons and motivations, and it's not always financial. But realistically, you know, you really do need to take into full consideration the full uh, the financial implications of running a small business, because even though it might be um, somewhat of a hobby for you, it um, it can have uh, other consequences. 
So, yeah, you don't want to be losing money if you're starting a small business, do absolutely you? Absolutely not. Yeah, feeding so. the business instead of yourself. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, I mean, estimates are that one in three small businesses in Australia fail in their first year um, of operation, two out of four by the end of the second year, and three out of four by the fifth. Oh, that's quite high. It is quite high. And, and, and the main reason is, um, you know, financial management. So, you know, managing managing the financial um, uh, implications of, 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 of starting that business. So hence why we thought it'd be good to talk today about um, making sure you, you, you plan properly. So, um, so yeah, so the, the first thing that, um, that you should always do is, uh, is start off with a plan. And, a um, plan. Of course, yes. you know, and it's cliche, but, uh, you know, businesses um, don't plan to fail, but they, they fail to plan. And you hear it so often, but it, but it is true. And, and often it's about also planning for what if the the best scenario doesn't doesn't occur what is your what is your exit plan and, and when will you decide to to uh to make that exit from it so that um you know sometimes when businesses are are not working out as they had hoped um i guess people don't know where where to go or what to do um to actually exit from it and sometimes it would be better to to stop it earlier than than later mm. so so coming back to the plan it's about i guess initially sitting down and, and first nutting out what your Product or services that you that you're going to um, to offer. So not just uh, here is a super duper new kind of cup, but yep. more than that. Oh, ab- absolutely, and you know, even and use that as an example. Um, you know, you may not, you might think that it's a, a great product, but um, is there a market for it, and will 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 the uh, will the market actually um, agree with you and, and want that that cup? So it's about. Um, Initially, just making sure that there there is demand for it before um, going too far into the plan, because uh, if there's no demand, then then you may as well not start in the in the beginning. So, how do you do that? Actually, how do you find out if the market wants what you've got? Yeah, well, look, obviously, start off with just doing a bit of research. I mean, um, having a look to see if there's competitors for that uh, product or, or service. And uh, see what they're doing. See um, if you can get an indication by observing them what sort of um, market share they have, or, or how, how many of, or how much they're they're actually selling, and seeing whether you know what you're proposing to do um, can compete with that, or or take some of that market share, or potentially you know it's a, a new market. It could be something that doesn't doesn't already exist, and you know sometimes um, it can be difficult to to assess what the um, what the market will. Um, will perceive as or, or take um, of the product. But um, initially, yeah, you know, looking online and, and obviously going and visiting um, other other um, businesses that are doing the same or similar thing. And, um, you know, then the, the the next step to that would be is, you know, not jumping both feet in um, straight away and, and, and tying up um, a lot of money, um, potentially just easing your way into the, into the, uh, into the, into the business and just testing it testing it first on a, on a smaller scale and, and building it from there um, be much better to uh, do it cautiously than than overcommit and overcapitalize and um, and fail because of it took longer to get uh, sufficient sales than what you had originally anticipated so sometimes with some products it might be quite hard to just make a few items and mm-hmm. get them out there to see if they're working yep. um, but um, yeah. surely it's it's better to think along those lines, maybe. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's important to be realistic. Um, you know, when, when you're actually setting those uh, initial expectations around um, around sales and getting someone that's not emotionally 
attached to your idea or a product to actually have a look. Um, so not your mother and father. Yeah. <laughs> no, your brother and sister. Or maybe your brother and sister would be better critics. Yeah, critics, yeah. yeah. So, so somebody that um, maybe doesn't even know a lot about the, the product um, or service that can, uh, you know, take, a, I guess, a clearer approach and analysis to, to what you're proposing. Um, you know, if it's somebody that you've spoken to a lot about the idea, then maybe they're a bit biased and uh, may form a similar opinion to yourself. So trying to get someone that's, uh, you know, not so involved to, um, to have a look at what you're proposing. So, mm. I mean, that's, that's the, I guess, the, the very first step in, you know, looking at whether there's a, a viable option there. And then from there, it, it, the, the list is quite long in, in terms of the, you know, the plan. To a new RFM, it's Thursday Finance, 10 to 1, and we're looking at things uh, to, um, well, give your small business and new small business a solid footing. So you talked, Brett Hall, about uh, businesses failing, and the statistics are quite high for new businesses. Yep. What's the biggest reason for yeah, people? Yeah, financial management, so okay. cash flow, managing uh the, the money side of the business, um, often it, it's overlooked. Even successful businesses can come into trouble um, and fail. So successful meaning that, you know, their their sales are increasing and there are sufficient sales to, to meet their expenses. But sometimes um, that can also be the cause um, of a successful business to, to fail. So, you know, not only is it where the sales don't, um, take off quick enough to to cover the costs. Sometimes it's uh, managing things like uh, receipt of payments from customers, and sometimes you know um, you might have great sales and you know supplying lots of services, but if your customers are, are slow to pay, then that can put a squeeze on and you know cause a business that's um, been doing well to to not succeed. So I guess things like that are what, what what's captured under financial management. It's not just making sure that sales are exceeding expenses. It's it's not quite that simple. Yeah, so sometimes you need to put a policy or a structure in, in place to make mm-hmm. make uh, to avoid some of those um, not-so-good financial outcomes. I, definitely, and I think for a lot of small businesses when they start out, they're a little bit fearful to apply uh, strict payment terms to their customers. Um, so because they don't want that to be a... I guess a barrier to attracting um, orders, but at the same time, without that in 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 uh, in, in place, it can um, still cause uh, a business not to not to survive. Mm. So, um, what about structuring the business? There's, uh, yeah, <laughs> some things to think about there. Yep, definitely. So, you know, so the structure that you would that you uh, would adopt will will ultimately depend on the type of business that you are uh, and the size of business that you're, you're planning to operate in whether it's just going to be yourself or you're going to have other business partners in in uh, in that entity or in that business with you. So if you're just starting out with a, with a small business and it could be something like a, a, a small uh, lawn mowing business as an example, um, whereby you're just purchasing some equipment and you're going to go start providing some services, something, a business like that traditionally would be operated as a sole trader where you're you're doing it uh, yourself and it's, you know, personal services and it's quite simple and it's lower cost to uh, to set up and also to maintain. If you're going to have uh, other business partners uh, with you, whether because you might have developed, as you said before, a new cup that's the latest and greatest, and you're going to need to um, get those manufactured and supplied, and you know you, you've got um, some, you're going to have to implement some sales strategies, and you're going to obviously have some operational because you need to take those orders and ship them or deliver them. And you know, there's often those um, sort of circumstances require more than 
than an individual. And, and um, so if you're going to operate a business like that, we've got other partners, a sole trader probably wouldn't be the appropriate um, structure for you. So you look at something like a company or a unit trust. So those structures um, obviously come at an additional cost to set up and um, there's some ongoing costs to for those as well. So it'd be important just to have a look at those and, and also important to get that right in the beginning as well because to go and change that partway through um, it could be quite disruptive and um, you know, it cost you a little bit more in the long run than it would have in the beginning. So getting that right in the beginning would be uh, would a be wise. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, and then and then also those structure will also help determine if you're needing to um, source additional funds and whether uh, that yes. be <laughs> um, be from a bank or um, some other investors or um, securing you know um, a loan through an alternate process um, or, or a lender that is you know separate to a bank so again that sort of why the uh, decision in terms of entity structure is important in the beginning too um, and you know again if you've got different uh, business partners and, and people are putting in money being make uh, being cautious to make sure that's well documented because mm-hmm. uh, often things all start out well um, and but uh, you know when things either go well or go bad um, that's when disputes occur. So, making sure you, you you document those those things well, and and um, just also taking the time to get the right advice because sometimes one uh, one business partner may put in additional capital or uh, additional security, and uh, you know not expecting that that would uh, become an issue, but it definitely can down the track. So, and I suppose the time that each and effort that each person puts in is is mm-hmm. also something to take into consideration. Oh, absolutely, and it comes back to having those discussions at the very beginning to make sure it's all clear and agreed and and concise at the beginning. Um, you know, and that's that's having a broad range of of I guess uh, discussions around if things go good, how how will we you know basically draw money mm-hmm. from from that. Um, from from that uh, profit, or and also if if things don't work out, um, what what will be the uh, the exit strategy? Because you know those can have quite significant financial implications. And just very in a, uh, briefly in our last few seconds, are there lots of licenses and registrations? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can it can be a bit of a minefield actually. I mean, there's the um, you know from a um, from the from the basic perspective irrespective of the type of business obviously required to have various registrations with the um with the the tax office um with eye care for workers company for employing staff um you know gsa registrations and and that kind of thing so there's those registrations but also if you're operating things like hospitality you might need to get licenses for like liquor licenses etc lots to talk about thank you brett hall no worries thank you thursday finance to nurfm Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.